Hello, good people of the Monster Baby Podcast community. Hello, everybody. How are you? This is the, this is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. I am Ted DeMaison. I am Lisa Rowland. We are your co-hosts. And uh, we got a curious romp again, again. We're making sense of this new world we're diving into. Yeah, it's interesting. The last time we did this, we sort of talked. We sort of talked about the the onset of this coronavirus and how things were feeling and looking. But when we recorded, I was in your kitchen, and that is no longer a possibility because we are now coming to you from a land of lockdown in the Bay Area. So Lisa's at her home in the Mission, and I'm in Daly City. Uh, we're looking at each other through a video camera. We are not co-located. No, no, we're not. So uh, probably you're not co-located either, uh, maybe with somebody. But in any case, we're here and we're coming to you because uh, we're sorting this stuff out just like you are. And uh, we're, we're going to talk through a few things and sort through some big ideas. We're kind of we're going wide and deep because that's the kind of time we're living in. So we're trying to make sense of it and coming up with principles and things we can apply and things we're struggling with. It's all one big mess. The whole, it's the whole gamut. So I say, let's let it, let's let it yeah, roll. Yeah, a kit and a caboodle. Um, there was one thing I wanted to mention before we go into the actual episode, which is we had asked a question last time and invited some responses. We didn't get any responses and we presume that's because y'all have been worrying about, you know, where you're going to get your beans and we rice. We assume it's because the world has turned upside yeah. down since that, we that asked that might question. be the thing that prevented you from responding to the question on Monster Baby. So we're going to just let that go and we're, we're not going to worry about it. So you're not going to hear a response in the episode. If it was concerning you, we can just let it go. <laughs> we all together can just let it go because it's not happening. So, but the episode is, the episode is. So let's let it, let's, let's let it let happen. Let the fanfare begin. Bum, 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 bum. Enjoy. I like it better when you're in my house and we're in different Zoom spaces. Like even if we're doing a Zoom call, I'd rather you be here in the other room than this Just way. So that we're together. Yeah. 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 So we could have some Chipotle nachos mm. and guac. I got a notice from Chipotle the other day that said, hey, you've got a free guacamole bonus. <laughs> They're like, please, please come here. Well, they said they they deliver it free, but I'm just like, I, I'm not sure. Because you're, what are you, are you worried about people touching your stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who touches a guacamole? I don't know. Maybe they put their fingers in it. Probably not. Probably safe, right? I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, do they touch the handle of the knife with the same glove that they touch the avocado? Do they, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how paranoid to be. How paranoid would you say you are in general? Extremely low level. Like you're not a germaphobe. I mean, not in the least. Yeah. Do you attribute that to your camp experience? I don't know. I mean, yeah, camp is definitely a place where where getting dirty is the thing. But it's all it's always felt like very clean dirt. It's like 
<laughs> it's for it's forest dirt you know it's not city yes it's not city dirt so it's sort of a it's not grime it's like dirt it's, it's right. soil it's soil yeah exactly and <laughs> um but but it's also like latrines i mean it's like we're also like pooping in holes and you know like that. <laughs> so so there's so there is that i i am not i would not consider myself a germaphobe in general, like, I'm like, my, look, the way I'm going to avoid getting the flu usually is just to boost my immune system, get good sleep, eat well, exercise. Boom. Like, I never Healthy. think about getting the flu or not getting the flu. Right. I don't think about it. What are you noticing about this time? What are you noticing about it? Where where are you at? What's your momentary check-in in the great lockdown of 2020? Okay, well, the biggest thing on my radar, probably not surprising for those of you who know that we in the San Francisco Bay Area have been on lockdown where we can't talk to other people, can't visit with other people, is I miss people. I miss people. I haven't even been to the store in six days. I've gone on daily walks and I pass by people, but like I move away from them. Less so out of my own fear than out of trying to be polite to them. But this just this longing in me to to be with other people. And I'm an introvert. And I like being by myself and I have a very comfortable home and I like being with my cats and there's lots of light. So it's not dreary to be in my house, but oh my gosh, I just, can I just, yeah. I want to give somebody a hug and receive a hug and lean against somebody and like dance with and them I, or something, it, yeah. you know, even talking in person and I saw a meme that said, introverts, put your book down. Your extroverts need help now. Call your extrovert now. friends. They are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, I better get on the phone. But like, even I, if I'm missing that contact, I can't imagine. Well, I actually like had a number through. of phone calls at the beginning of this lockdown from people being like, Lisa, this must be hard. Are you all right? are you okay? Mm. And the, the interesting thing is that, mm. which I, I, I feel so cared for, honestly. I mean, I, I feel like the amount of, and this is one of the things that I'm noticing in this is like, we've all turned up the heat on checking in. We've like, we're all checking in on each other and I'm getting That's phone true. calls and I'm making phone calls and sending texts to people that I don't talk to very often. Just being like, how are you? Checking in, like, how are you holding up? What's yep. going on? And that's lovely. And so I'm actually getting a ton of social interaction, albeit from a distance, but there's times right. when <laughs> there are times when I get a phone call or a text or a FaceTime request, and I'm like, not now. I can't spend my whole day talking mm -hmm. to people. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, there's too much of it sometimes which is not a complaint, like right. keep it coming. Yeah. It's good. We should keep doing this. You know, we should keep reaching out and just like sending like a little, it's like a little echo location, right? It's like, Hey, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Right. You okay? I'm okay. Like, 
I like that way of thinking of it. Yeah. Like we, we got to keep doing that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm finding it so lovely. And I miss being in other people's spaces. I miss mm -hmm. sort of like coming over. I miss visiting. I, mm -hmm. I will say I have engaged in a couple of social distance happy hours where mm -hmm. like someone will come over and sit on my patio about five feet from my front door. And I open the door and I sit on my couch, which is about five feet from my front door, four oh, feet nice. from my front door. And so we're about, you know, like 10 to 12 feet apart that's through clever. the threshold of a door. They're never in my space. I don't come out and approach them. Like we don't touch, but at least we get to sort of talk in real time and be yeah. and share a space, you know, even if it's not ex like right the same space. Oh, and that's it cool. Makes a huge difference. That's cool. Yeah. I suppose I could invite somebody over to my backyard, put a couple chairs out yeah, there. Yeah, or meet somebody in a park, right? Be like, hey, come come out and I'll and we'll just stay far away. <laughs> it's so sad. But it's, it's better so... than you know it's Oh like... no, it's better. You're right. No, no, it's better, but it's still like how forlorn is that? I know. I know. I, I was I mean, another thing that that I miss, I mentioned this to you the other day, maybe yesterday when we were talking. I, I miss dating too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not even like, let's get in the same room. That's like, can we even meet? Right? Like, and, and so far people that I have made connections with online have not wanted to chat via phone or via video. I'm like, mm. so, you know, what are we doing? Like, we're going to wait six months to even like, do anything more than text? Well, they're probably not going to work for me. <laughs> but but Bumble sent out a note to all their users saying, please don't meet in person. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty significant thing for a dating app to send. And they you know, didn't just send it to California. Or maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah. Just sent it to places on lockdown. But it's kind of wild. It's totally wild. So the, there's this... Um, yeah, I'm missing people. And then there's a part of me that projects into the future that's adding to the longing mm -hmm. because it's saying you might not have this for another four months or two months or, you know. Yeah. And it feels like and crossing I'm, a desert. Yep. Yeah. And I'm cutting, I'm cutting that voice off. Yeah. I, it starts up and I'm like, no, no, I'm not listening to you. I, you're right. You may be right. I'm not going to listen to you because you're not going to help me out right now. Yeah. There's nothing I can do now I, that I can think of that's going to help me with that. With that. Yeah. So, um, but I, that's the thing I'm, th I'm thinking about most. And I find that the thing that makes me feel most normal is doing puzzles. Hmm. Because it takes my mind off everything. It's a good thing you have 19 of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm working my way through. I ordered a few more. They're sitting in quarantine. Great. For six days. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they're all over in the corner by themselves. And you're waiting for any virus that's on them to die. Right. If, I mean, you know, because it doesn't last on cardboard for more than four days, apparently. So it's off in the corner. But when I do the puzzles, I can go for hours and I get to the end and I'm like, Oh, I didn't think about the situation at all. Mm -hmm. And it feels really refreshing. Yeah. 
But I had this interesting thing. I don't think I told you this. The other day, I had a feeling like, am I living in a virtual reality? The more that we live through Zoom and through other mediated connections, I'm like almost not sure what's real anymore. Mm. And I don't think I'm going crazy, but but I'm wondering the further we get into this and the more that virtual reality stuff kind of comes online as a possibility to experience, I'm like, is it just going to be more appealing to be in a virtual world? Because you can actually meet people. I, I don't know how that'll work, but I've always thought like, why would anybody want to go to a virtual world? This is fine. This is this is heaven here already. But like, if I don't ever get to meet anybody, I'd rather be able to meet people. So, I, I, you know, new thoughts, new thoughts and feelings are arising every day. Yeah. Which tells me we're in foreign territory. Yeah, I mean, more than foreign. I feel like we're in, we're, we are in unmapped territory, right? For, like, mm-hmm. Foreign territory's got a map. Someone knows how it works over there, but nobody True. knows how it works here. Like that's, that's, I keep, I keep calling it. I keep calling it off. The, we're off the map. Mm-hmm. We're just off the map. Like we, we don't have rules for this, nor does anyone. No one has rules for this. No mm-hmm. one knows the answer. I keep trying to be like, yo, like what is the end game to this social isolation? Like, what are we waiting for what's the decision right. point and the answer that i keep getting is like yeah i think we hope we'll know more come april 7th mm-hmm. which is the time that california at least has locked down to uh, has locked down until right the the thing that's weird is it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that like yeah there's no answer to the question uh, and right. then what like what yeah. comes next we don't know yeah we really don't know so like you're just here you're just here. You're just right here. Like, I just feel a little bit like I'm in a twilight zone or like everything's a little blurry for me. Yes. Say more about that twilight zone image. That that resonates for me. I... Just like, I can't tell, like, there's no hard edges around anything. The things that usually define my days are like jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Jobs or a lack of jobs, which is different than having a job. So it's like, oh yeah, Thursday I have off, but Wednesday and Friday I'm doing this. And on this day, I got to go teach and I'm doing this, whatever. And I'm like, there are a couple of like meetings I have to be at, but everything feels very mushy. It's like, and I'm, and so like when I'm emotionally okay, which I have been for the last few days, Mm -hmm. I just have this weird, like, I'm not, I don't usually take walks. That's not usually my thing Mm -hmm. in my normal life, but right now it's the only Mm -hmm. (laughs) movement I can, I, you know, it's like, I'm usually, usually I'm just everywhere. I'm like, my days span counties. Mm -hmm. I'm on the move. Mm -hmm. I get up, I go. Mm -hmm. I'm like, rarely do I stay in San Francisco for a whole day, you know? Right. And if I do, I'm at least in uh, all over the city, you know, like Mm -hmm. here, downtown, doing a gig up at Fort Mason, doing a a rehearsal or a workout or a meeting and then back back home and, and seeing different groups of people, engaging with different groups of people over the course of a day. 
So the difference is dramatic. And, and now it's like, I wake up in my apartment and I sort of stay around my apartment all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if I go on a walk, I'm going to walk in the neighborhood, you know, right. like I'm around. Yeah. And so, and, and because taking walks is not sort of a, a part of my normal thing. I have to remind myself to get out and go. Like it's not a natural mm-hmm. or easy flow. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, you should go for, you could, probably should go for a walk and probably you should have a destination that's like out of your neighborhood, like go walk to Bernal Hill so that you have a different right. perspective on things. You see different a different view mm-hmm. you walk through different streets like um I, I haven't been in my car in a week yeah and I'm, i was thinking yesterday i should probably start it up just to keep my battery fresh mm-hmm. but i have the the luxury of having a beautiful walk just down the street and i've been going every day now which the beach i usually probably go once a week or something but go walk on the cliffs over by the beach and even with that i've been trying to take new routes and see new angles and you know, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Just that spring is happening helps because there's usually some different color or flower that shows up that I haven't seen before. But when you mentioned the twilight zone, that's kind of what I meant when I was saying that I felt like I was living in a virtual reality in that I like catch myself for 15 or 20 minutes, just kind of do a normal thing, taking a shower, singing to music I've got on. And then I'll go like, Oh wait, the world is stopped outside. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing my regular thing here in the house. Human life, human, human goings on have stopped. You're right. But human goings on outside are like pretty much shut down. And how weird is that? Yeah. You know, and, and to really take that in. Um, have you seen, have you seen the things going around on Facebook about nature sort of coming back? Yeah. Like the waters in the Venice canals are running clear and all the factories in China shutting down means that there's so much less pollution over the Chinese cities and the blue sky again. Yesterday at, at the beach, the Farallon islands, which are off the coast of San Francisco and every now and then you can kind of see them were like really visible. Mm. And, and then the sun went down right behind them. Mm. And so they, it was this bright red, outline around the islands it was so cool beautiful i was like wow i've never seen that before yeah so i like that Um, yeah i think i mean eventually at some point i'm going to drive to costco again (laughs) well it's your happy place i i wonder if they've got the the non-essential aisles roped off like can you get a an air fryer can you buy an air fryer now certainly can you buy, Can you buy a, patio furniture? A Golden State Warriors hooded sweatshirt? Can you buy beach no? towels or a water yeah. feature for your garden? Exactly. Can you buy a can you buy a, a gnome for the front lawn? You know, who am I to tell you what's essential and what's not essential? <laughs> well, apparently the police and daily and uh, the East Bay are telling people what's essential and not essential. Yeah. But no, they're not they're, they're not ticketing for gnomes. Costco. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not assessing your purchases. <laughs> not yet. When you step out of Costco, you give them the receipt and they're like that's not essential. Yeah. Right. You need to take that back to the Did you need that universal desk? remote? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh goodness. The, yesterday I did a thing. I did a thing. 
great job. We, cel- we celebrated Playful Mindfulness's the book's mm-hmm. first birthday because yesterday was the release anniversary. And so we got about 40 people together and we did some meditation and I did a little mindfulness lesson and then we danced and we played some games. It was really fun. But one of the games we played was a version of three things where all of the categories were related to coronavirus somehow. <laughs> and kind of cathartic. It's like, listen, it, we're not oh, going to avoid so it. Yeah. It was so cathartic and it was really funny. Um, but you just saying, or just playing around with like, what could we get at Costco that's not essential? Yeah. Reminded me of that game. That's great. So that's great. I wonder, would you like to play a couple rounds? Sure. Okay. Uh, three things. Uh, three ways that you can travel without putting yourself at risk. Mm, in a bubble. Uh, in laps around your living room. <laughs> uh, on foot. Very far away from other people. Three mm-hmm. things. Uh, three things. <laughs> three of the riskiest things you could imagine doing right now in order to contract coronavirus. Uh <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. Going to an uh, emergency room hallway and rolling around next to everybody who's in there. Great. Yes. Uh, drinking some liquid that you saw somebody dump out that they didn't want. Uh-huh. Uh, and smearing yourself uh, onto a door handle, a public Smear- door handle. Smearing yourself. <laughs> Onto a door handle. Great. Three, three things. things. Uh, three signs that you could put on your lawn to communicate to people something positive. Mm, you're doing great. Hang in there. We're all still in this together. Um, uh, hey, who who to thunk? <laughs> I like the we're all still in this together. Like. Someday we might not be. Yeah, we won't be we still again. Are. We won't be. Like, someday we won't be. We won't yeah, okay. be. This will be over. We won't be in it together. Three things. Three things. Should we do one more? Sure. Three ways to enjoy lockdown. Oh. Put some candles, light some candles and put some quiet music on. Send off some fireworks from the top of your roof. Hmm. And... Hum the name of a beloved. Great. <laughs> Three things. Three things. <laughs> huh. Anyway, thanks for playing. Yeah. <sighs> can I? Can I just say? I want it to be over. Yeah. I want to be done with it, and we're only on day what five, six. There's this part of me. So, so there's this part of me that's like. Yeah, day six. Day six of 21. Of our official lockdown, yeah. At which point we get we get new instructions. Like, we don't know. It's not like 21 is the last day. I don't think it's going to be the last day. We just know that that's when we're, we'll learn more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this part of me that is still sort of like, on a sociological level, just I'm fascinated Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by what this does, mm-hmm. by what it does and how we adjust mm-hmm. what what comes of this and how this will change the world, how it will change our existence. 
how it will change the way we do things, yeah. what will come out of it that we will continue to use and do after this is done, what it actually means to say this is done. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot that we don't know. And there's this part of me that is like actively and positively fascinated. Like, I love this. Yeah. Whoa. What, look what's happening. You know, if I can zoom out a little bit and get over my sadness that I can't touch anybody, which is hard as a highly tactile person, <laughs> like, right. I'm into physical contact. I like it a lot. Um, and it's, it's, that part is very hard. This is, this is a, I thank God for cats. What? <laughs> Thank God for cats. Yeah, I, this is to me one of the most powerful mindfulness moves one can make, and I was reminded of it by a, a mentor this week, who was talking about working to not get caught up in the fear of the future, mm -hmm. and he reminded me, you know, turn the fear into curiosity. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen, or we don't know when, when we're going to be able to reconnect again, but like. What if you change it to, I wonder when, or I wonder how it's, it completely changes the biochemistry in me. Yeah. I note to just to have that shift of like, but it could be this, it could be that, it could be this, it could be, and like, like, well, oh, wait. I wonder what it is. Huh. I wonder what it's going to be. Yeah. How, how are we going to get through this? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we won't. I don't know. And, and to, to say the, I don't know with a kind of big eyes and, I don't know. A little bit of a smile. It completely changes it. And, and it's like when we've talked about saying nope, when we're playing a game where you're setting a boundary, an improv game where you're setting a boundary, you're getting suggestions and somebody gives you a suggestion you don't want rather than saying, uh, no, we're not doing that. To say nope or another suggestion, please. Yeah. To, to change the face and the tone and then the whole mood changes. Yeah. And so like with you, just the way you're just talking about being fascinated by it, I could see in your face that you just could have lightened up yeah, and it became more open. And yeah. I mean, there's this way in which it's like. A kind of discovery. Yeah. And again, I, I echo your sort of disclaimer from before. Like I am in a situation where I am not in danger of going hungry right. and I was not living paycheck to paycheck. And so, yeah, most of my income has disappeared and I, have some savings I can live on for a while, you know, like, right, right, right. That's so unfortunate, but I'll be okay. I'm not worried about my well being. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. I'll, I'll yes. have an, I'll have enough. And I have an apartment. I have a home and I have like, so all of yeah. those things give me the privilege of being able to be like, Whoa, look at what's happening, you know? Right. And yep. so that's, so yeah, I own that and I name that. And also and from that position, I am really looking at like, man, humans are, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing something we've never done before. Like when the NBA shut down, I was like, this is a different thing. Like this is yep. something big is happening and we're going to be called on to adapt and we're adapting yep. and we're going to figure it out. So there's a part of me that has this like ongoing curiosity about like, what are the new systems that we build up around this? And mm -hmm. what are the ways that I, on a personal level, make my life feel bearable and right. like allow myself to maintain mental health and, physical and emotional health and social mm -hmm. health. Like what are the systems that I put in place and I'm not great at creating structure for myself. 
I'm not great mm -hmm. at it. I never have been. So that is, that doesn't come naturally to me. Like I'm having to work, I'm having to work hard to be conscious of the fact that I need to dedicate some effort to doing that in order mm -hmm. to maintain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In order to maintain yeah. health on all of those, on all of those levels. But in the meantime, I'm like, Oh, like the whole, I do feel like I'm part of a massive movement. You know, I mean, we're all taking care of each other. We're all taking care of each other right. by staying in. And that feels like a positive action. Mm -hmm. It feels like a positive action. And when I think about that, it's like, yeah, yeah, this is hard. And I'm going to do it because I right. care about the people in my life. And I care about the people that they come in contact with. And this is the way to slow things. Down. I care about the health healthcare workers and the longevity of, of our system. And I, mm -hmm. I care about them not having to make decisions about who lives and who dies. I don't want that. And if, if I can help avoid that dramatic and drastic and terrible situation by staying at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me stay at mm -hmm. home. I'll work mm -hmm. it out. Like we blow this up to the, to what it ultimately means for the people who are going to have to meet the breaking point, the people right, who will right. be present at the breaking point, And I, God willing, will not be Right. So I'm like a foot soldier in this part of the of the army right. to slow this down, but I'm not going to be on the front lines. The healthcare workers are on the front lines. The vulnerable populations are on the front lines. Are are yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. that's who really is going to bear the brunt of my decision to leave the house because I'm right. stir crazy. I don't usually cotton to wartime analogies, but I actually think in this case it does kind of make sense. Like we need everybody on deck. And right now the thing for you to do, as you said, stay put, just chill, Yeah, chill out and be attentive. I've heard the word uh, uh, pivot a lot lately, right? People have been talking about that in terms of business. How do you pivot your teaching to online teaching? How do you pivot your business to using zoom, all that kind of thing. And I, I like that word because it makes me think of dancing mm -hmm. and it makes me think of when we do, Sometimes in either mindfulness or theater stuff, we'll do a warm up where people are milling about a room and we're just saying, notice your feet or notice how you feel about the people around you. And one of the directions I often give is to say, if you notice yourself moving in a pattern, change it up, try shifting, turning, backing up a little bit, but look to where there's empty space and go into the empty space, mm -hmm. pivot into the empty space. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit like what we're doing now. Everything's kind of moving and shifting and each day brings a new arrangement. It's like, okay, I need to go over here. Mm -hmm. I need to do this with my emotions. Okay, I got, I got to go to the left side. Oh, now I need to exercise because that's what's needed. It's like just pivoting. What is it that needs to happen today? And and I'm more than ever, I mean, you talked about our being in the unknown. More than ever, I feel like I'm living that improv principle of what comes next. Mm -hmm. I, I can't know the end of the story so I just need to discover what comes next, do it, and then stay attentive. Yeah. Do it, stay attentive. Yeah. And it's, it's all we it's really it's all we have because of all of these uncertainties that lie in front of us. It's like, yeah. well, do I move my body right now? Do I clean my kitchen right now? Right. Do I start a puzzle right now? <laughs> do yeah. I feed the cats? Do I exercise? Like what do I it's it's what happens it's become a literal right now. A literal directive. Mm -hmm. And and I feel so thankful to have improv and mindfulness, those voices of all the study and training and practice that we've done are like just 
coming up in my head again and again yeah. or in my heart like what comes next yeah what comes next you don't know what comes next you know breathe pause go you know yeah i feel very very for the many ways i feel very fortunate that is one of them there's also this like this interesting inter interplay that i'm noticing which is we are largely out of control right now there the things are happening in the world that no human has control over this virus is spreading. It's there, nobody has made a decision about no, nobody's made a decision to do that. Right. It's not like somebody decided to go to war or make an airstrike or do a whatever, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. or make a policy. Like the, this, this thing is happening in the world that, that is happening outside of our control. It has been right. And we're starting to starting to put things into place to shape it and contain it. Right. right? So that's, that's good. But I'm noticing that it's giving me a ton of control over my immediate local world. Oh, interesting. Because mm. I'm in my apartment. And so, okay. Like normally I'm, I feel a little bit bat, batted about by my schedule. It's like, I have a really right, big schedule right. and the place where I am in control is like what I say yes and no to. But like, once I'm in it and running, I'm just like in it and running, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, go like, when do I need to leave to get to this place? Blah, blah, blah. But now like, there's so much less activity. Mm -hmm. I don't have rehearsals till 10. I'm not out doing, you know, it's like, I have some zoom meetings. My job hasn't stopped at bats, right? I'm still AD of bats. And right now that's requiring some interesting and creative leadership because, right. <laughs> because all of the rules are different. And we're on this, I just wrote an email today called the creative wild west, because we're yeah, like cool. having ideas about improv we can do on zoom, but there's no, there's no system or structure into which that fits. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, so how do I provide enough structure so that it feels like people know what to do to move forward, but not so much right. structure that we lock down that creativity. Like we want to sort of mm -hmm. harvest all of that. We want to, we want to use it as fuel. Right. Oh, uh, let, let me bookmark that. Okay. Okay. So I still have things to do and I'm still meeting with people on zoom and like accomplishing things and and so much of what my life is made of has ground to a halt. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not having conversations about new gigs. I'm not doing follow-up on old gigs. I'm not preparing for things. I'm not like, because nothing, because there's no new stuff coming along for me. Right? So now, for me now right you can now. turn all that energy into your home. So now I'm like, okay, well, yeah, like I'm here in this place every day. How do I make this work like what are my systems that are going to make this work and how do i all of the things that i normally feel like i don't have time to attend to in my home i have time now so mm -hmm. i'm like exerting much more control over or i have the opportunity to exert much more control over my sort of internal right. and personal systems and tweak them to see what what creates mm -hmm. a healthy environment for me mm -hmm. i think of my friends who have children at home Oof. And that's like, oh, I'm feeling for you because, you know, maybe some of them are actually putting their kids to use in that same way. It's like they're together thinking about, okay, how can we make our home better? And I know some friends who have started an organic garden with their kids, you know, and other folks who are making creative videos with their kids every day and it, put it, posting them on Facebook and making everybody laugh. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool. But that notion of having to have somebody else to keep entertained... <laughs> Oh jeez! Like programming, oh, but this is so. My sister has a three and a five year old, and she's home this week. Her wife is still working. 
doing telephone appointments. She's a physical therapist. So she's all doing like telephone and video appointments mm. with her, with her patients. And my sister's off work for this week. And then, and because they've kept their kids out of daycare, right? They're taking their cares. Um, still open for folks who really have no place to put their kids, right? So, but yeah, my nieces are home. And so Emily is like, done a really specific and conscious job about creating structure. Like, okay, mm -hmm. breakfast time, craft time, chore time, adventure time. Like this they go out and they go on hikes. Sister. Yeah. I'm like, will you do this for my life? Will you make me a calendar? Emily, what time is it now? Is it chore time? Tell me when what do time I go it for is. A hike? Yeah. Do I do dishes now? Like I do. It would be it would be good to have that, you know. Am I supposed to go to bed at 3 30 a.m.? Is that <laughs> <laughs> what are the rules for bedtime, Emily? What are the yeah. rules? How do I do that? So it's interesting. It like gives us a chance to say, oh, what do we need? What do we need right. to stay healthy? And how do we yeah. go on? Okay. So, but to go back you to bookmarked, my bookmark. Yeah, you were talking about the Wild West. Yeah. There's this like creative Wild West where it's like, oh, well, we know we want to keep doing shows. And we did a show last Friday. You were there for it. I Which mean, was you great. You logged into it. It was really yeah. fun. Hundreds of people came. Mm-hmm. It would. It was really exciting. There were these more ways people in came which, than could fit into the theater by to far the Bay, to the Bayfront Theater by yeah. far. Two hundred and eighty-seven screens logged in, mm -hmm. but there were several. I mean, but I know of several people who logged in with a, with a group, with a pair right. or a group of people. So, like, loads of individuals watched this show. People who normally can't come to a bat show because they're across the state or the country or the world, mm -hmm. and they're logged in to watch, which is very very exciting. So. There's this way in which, oh, necessity is the mother inv of invention. We can't offer live shows, so we have to offer virtual shows, which enables something new that we couldn't do with live shows. It enables mm -hmm. our faraway fans to join us. It enables people who are homebound to enjoy improv. Like, that is very exciting. I don't think right. that's going to go anywhere, you know? And now, rather, we've opened a can that I don't think we want to close. Like, I think we want to continue offering virtual yeah. shows even after we can offer live shows again. Right. This is and very I, powerful. I love that in seeing you experiment with that, even before the show, but during the show also, finding things that improv can do on Zoom that are different from what you would do normally, and then saying, yeah, it's it's just using that improv principle of what's the gift here? Yeah. Okay, this sucks. Yeah. And Parts there's something of it here. Suck. There's Right, exactly. Parts of it suck. There might be something here that's actually cool that we never noticed before yeah there's something that we, can, that we can do that, that we, there's something that this situation enables us to do that mm -hmm. we were not unable to do before and we never had to look for it didn't mm -hmm. you know it's like we we stumble upon things that are actually incredibly useful right and so that is very cool and there's something that's that's happening really interestingly in the creative community which is you know one thing that i notice is that as improvisers we've done things in a similar way for a very long time Mm -hmm. And this has thrown us all entirely off balance. And what I've noticed is that it has produced a waterfall of ideas that people want to mm -hmm. do. It's like, it's, it, it, we're in this place where it's like, I don't know exactly how this goes, but yeah, let's do a bunch of live experiments and give people something to mm -hmm. watch. Like we, what, what I learned is that people are really hungry for, for this. And the thing that we do is a gift. Mm -hmm. it's a gift it's a positive it brings a positive thing to people's lives when they need it and we have an opportunity to contribute positively mm -hmm. so let's mm -hmm. do it and let's not make ourselves a very high bar for what we put out into the world like we don't need right. to we don't need to have a huge proof of concept or make sure that it's 
good, good, quote unquote, in order to put it out there. Like we just get to experiment in front of people and invite people along for the ride and see what it is. And that means that people are like, Ooh, I want to do this. And there's like a group of people who want to do that. And I want to do this and I want to try this. And what about this? So there's this through sort of tilling the soil through turn through upending everything and making, taking away all of the structures that kept us in a groove before we're in this new creative space where there's all these ideas and I once heard that the only difference between a groove and a rut is time. And so Mm. what can start with a groove of like, oh yeah, we get it. Like now we're like cooking with gas and we're a well-oiled machine and we stay doing that way. And then it becomes just the way we're doing things. And we sort of deaden a little bit to the other possibilities because we've, we've worn ourselves down in this one way of producing work, this one way of interacting with one another, this one way of coming up with ideas. And the fact that we're all totally off balance now has, has shaken off all of those structures. Yeah, in the online show you all did the other night, one of the things that was really cool from an audience perspective was getting to watch you sort through, wait, what are we doing? How does this go? And we got a little bit of the glimpse behind the scenes as it was unfolding. Yeah. And and that literal, this is, this is happening, this is being created right now, is so thrilling for an audience. And I also think that one of the reasons improv has a real gift to offer right now is that we're really thirsty for things that unfold in real time. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, that is one of the um, undying appeals of sports mm-hmm. and why sports have such a hold on our collective imagination is that those are storylines that emerge in real time. We yeah. don't know how they're going to turn out. Something happens and like, here's these competitors and they're going to play it on the field. And oh my God, can you believe that shot yeah. bounced off the rim three times and fell out? Yeah. And now that team's out of the playoffs. Like, oh my God. Can you believe that just happened? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and and with that void, huge cultural void of in-the-moment storytelling that sports usually provide, improv is one of the things that can kind of come in and satisfy that desire for stories we don't know how they're going to turn out. Isn't it funny that we're living one? Like. Yeah. Like the way you just articulated that, it's like, oh, the thing we love about it is we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, that is a valuable thing only at a certain distance. And in a, in a right? I mean, it's, right. Or, well, or, I... or it's an interesting way to think about it because that is true of the story we're living right now. But that kind of uncertainty when it attacks, when it, because that uncertainty attacks our, our hierarchy of needs, right? Like our, mm-hmm. like that uncertainty threatens our well-being, our our, well, our so sense you, of safety, you know. So, so I think that maybe this is a, a decent place to pull to a close too, because I, I think it's a theme that we've been talking about all along here. But that that is really helpful for this whole situation is this notion of a meta perspective and like even kind of gamifying the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here it is. What do I have? What are my available resources, right? I've got these this many potatoes. I've got my bed. I've got the cats. I've got these friends I can connect with via Zoom. All right, they're set up. All right, am I healthy? Yep, I'm healthy, okay. Let me check in, take my temperature, good. All right, now, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. And to have that spirit of adventure and resourcefulness that it really, it changes not just the mindset, but the body function and the creativity that comes through and the connections we make and the quality of ideas we have. Yeah. You know, so it's like, 
Yeah, I, I just want to comment on that because I feel like there is there's a couple of things. One of the things that has helped me do, me do that is I have sort of a backstop, which is, am I fine? I'm fine. Mm, mm. I'm having a hard day, right? Like the mm -hmm. other day, I woke up. I basically woke up in tears and sort of was a mo was a breath away from tears all day, and and they came several times, and it was like. Mm -hmm this is too long, I don't like it, this adjustment is hard. And even in those moments, I there I could sort of back up and it's like, but am I fine? I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And today it's really hard. So like, I didn't right. judge myself for crying. I'm no. not like, come on, you should have a spirit of adventure and like right. the big delight in the unknown. You know, it's like, no, it's not delightful right now. I'm having a yeah. very hard time and and I'm fine. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like there's this back, there's this like backstop of, of perspective mm -hmm. It says mm -hmm. I'm loved, I'm connected, I love mm -hmm. and I connect, I'm, I have a home, mm -hmm. I am eating well, I have the, I have the basics, I am being tried in these certain ways and I am fine mm -hmm. and I will cry today because right. adjustment includes turbulence. Yeah. So we are all adjusting and that nobody has nobody says that that needs to be easy or smooth right. and it gets to be hard and turbulent for you in the ways that it is and for me in the ways that it is and the, and those ways may be different and we can create space for all of that and yeah. I am fine and you are fine. You know what I mean like Yeah. There's this both of the things can be true. I can be weeping right. all day because this is too hard and I don't like it and also know that like, I'll be all right. And that this There's, is part, I need to move through this to get to the fine, you know? Yeah, it sounds like that kind of awareness is this similar to what I've heard people who are going through even more struggle have described is, is it's this kind of fundamental awareness. Like, okay, well, so maybe today I don't have enough food mm -hmm. or maybe today I don't have shelter. Mm -hmm. And if I go back in other places, like, is there there's still that part of me that can be okay, mm -hmm. you know, and describe And I, fortunately I haven't had to live that, but I've been watching through Facebook, uh, a couple that, whose wedding I conducted years ago is losing a son, their young son. I think he's three years old, oh my God. um, is, is dying of cancer and they've been going through all these treatments and trying everything and it's not working. Right. And so he's maybe got a couple of weeks left or whatever. Okay. So they're, they're dealing with that at the same time that all this is happening. And the woman, the mother has just been so graceful and this ambassador of love to herself and to everybody else through this whole scenario. She's like, like doggedly had been working to try to try everything out, work for what they could helping with the doctors, admiring the team, people helping out and honoring her feelings and staying strong and letting herself be weak and suffering. Just this incredible sharing of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And there's this part of her that is, has had this perspective of like, and life is going on. Mm -hmm. Like it, we may lose him and life is going to go life on. I, there, something uh, will come after. Yeah. And I, I just, I haven't had to go through a situation like that, but I've been really moved by her presence yeah. 
and it's kind of like you're describing, even even if it gets worse than it is now, mm-hmm. there'll still be that backstop of something inside. Yeah, well, and this kind of comes back to the incredible adaptability of humanity and like the right. resilience of the human of the human being, like like mm-hmm. like what we are able to, how we are able to redefine our situation, figure out a new, figure out a new set of rules, yep. and redefine what fine means maybe, right? Like to me mm-hmm. today, that means I have something to eat every day. If I were right. in a situation where I didn't, could I still be fine? <laughs> like, yeah. could, like, does fine take on a new meaning where it's like, you know, but yeah, but, eh, but a solid number of the days I do, I do have something to eat right. and I'm gonna be okay. If I don't eat today, I'll be okay. Like, yeah. I, again, I haven't, I haven't lived, I haven't lived through that. And I, I don't, I don't speak to that situation with experience, but I, but, but I am inspired by how adaptable yes. humans are and we're all, and I'm inspired by the, the collectivism of this. There is mm-hmm. something that, that though we are physically isolated or distanced, mm-hmm. I feel people more than ever right now. Right. Right. Yeah. There's something amazing about that. Mm-hmm. I suspect there may come a time to, I've had this thought a few times in the last couple of weeks of where I might say it's not fine. Mm-hmm. It's really not fine. Like shit. Yeah. You know, and then there's still even a, I don't know. I, I guess it's the peace of death, like we're making making peace with death. That still comes. That can still come. Mm. It's like, okay, well, maybe maybe I won't go on, and I'm not talking about taking my own life. I'm talking about just who knows what's going to unfold, mm-hmm. right? But like, um, that's interesting. If I were, if I got sick and I had to go to the hospital and there weren't enough intubators to keep me alive, like. Okay, I I guess it'll be the time, mm-hmm. right? There there can be a piece even in that, like um, wow, like this friend has found with her son losing her son, which is just unthinkable, imminent, right? It's unthinkable, and then okay, well, it's happening. So it's happening, and and it it may happen wider and farther, and so. The other the other piece that comes along for me with this that I just want to mention is just this like we're also allowed to be bad at this <laughs> mm-hmm. like this compassion for especially for folks who like are scrambling to figure out what it means to teach all of their classes online or figure out what it means to continue doing their jobs or or figure out what it means to continue providing the service that they provide in this world without being able to make physical contact or be in physical presence. Um, and that the priorities shift a little bit and the impeccability of lesson plans becomes less mm-hmm. vital and we we show up a little bit different. Yeah, we show up a little bit differently for each other and that's okay. We all figure it out. We're figuring mm-hmm. it out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that with my upcoming class through Stanford Continuing Studies where I'm teaching the right to speak, finding and freeing your natural voice and I'm thinking, I think we might spend a little less time on vocal warm-ups and a little more time on just checking in with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll probably be okay. 
Yeah. Probably be okay. So, well, this was a little, uh, maybe a little deeper, broader than we usually go on the podcast, well, but I think that's okay. We're in a, we're in a deep, broad time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're responding. We're pivoting. We're pivoting the podcast yeah. to address the concerns of the moment. So uh, shall we call it here then? I think so. I think so. I just, um, I feel like I'm, I, you know, the image that I have is like a little, I'm Care Bear staring some love into all of your homes, those of you who are listening and are <laughs> familiar with the Care Bears and the, and the Care Bear stare. Do you know the Care Bear stare? I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. Tell, help me out oh so gosh. it's not creepy. It is great. The Care Bear stare is... It's not a oh, surveillance mechanism? No, it's so good. So all the Care Bears have a little um, image on their bellies. Okay. Like sunshine bear and rainbow bear and, you know, sure. uh, yeah. Mm, cl- Is there an exclamation there's point like there? A, I don't think so. But they're all like, there's like a four leaf clover bear maybe. Uh-huh. And like a, the crescent moon yin, and stars. Yin, yin yang bear? No, no. <laughs> you can make your own care bears. They, they didn't have yin yang bears. No, they didn't. Okay. Tattoo of an anchor right. bear? They- <laughs> Yeah, salty bear, <laughs> like surly bear. No, anyway, and the way that they they combated the the darkness okay. is they would do a Care Bear stare, where they would sort of line up and they go Care Bear stare, and they would all sort of like throw their shoulders back and and expose their bellies, and a a beam of light and color wow. would issue forth from their bellies in the shape of their. In the, uh, their like, talisman, yeah. In the shape of their image, whatever's on their little on their little bellies, and uh, and then if and then they would they would all line up, so they would sort of like create this wall wow. of color that goes out. It was I love it, and the Care Bear stare. Uh, I think is a powerful image. <laughs> it does. So it's a lovely I'm, image, and I love that you're offering a Care Bear stare. I'm offering a Care Bear stare it's because I'm not with you, yeah. but the the power of my color and light will will reach you. It's not it's not the same thing, but it reminds me a little bit of like what the village people used to be like, hmm. where they'd come out on stage and be like, "You got your cowboy, and your policeman, and your fireman, and your Navy, Native your American, sailor. and your Navy sailor." And they'd all come out and dance, and they're just giving you. Uh, it's not the same. Different, thing. different. But, they would what they what they gave you. Macho, macho man. Yeah. <laughs> they line up and stare. They're looking for a different thing than fighting looking, evil. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. But um, so we're offering a Care Bear stare. That's a yeah. lovely image to end on. Yeah. To like, yeah, that's my little bit of connection. In, all right. In, it's, it's, it's what I'm, I'm calling it. We're in a, we're in a land of remote connection. Mm-hmm. And we got to figure out what that means. So. Okay. So Care Bear stare. stare. We'll be back. Bye. All right. There it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. Another episode in this time of coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. If you're interested in joining Bats to check out some of the improv that we're doing, if you're looking for something to keep you entertained and you want to see some live, uh, 
how live unpredictable stories unfold in real time. Bats is doing some experiments in the evenings, probably in these next coming weeks. And they're free. Tune in if you want. The place to find the link to tune in and what's going on is on Bats' Facebook page. That is most likely the, the most reliable place. And so go to Facebook, go to Bats Improv. You'll find the links there. Awesome. And I probably will be starting up an online class or two in the next couple of weeks. And so if you're interested in playful mindfulness or uh, you want to take part in the Right to Speak class, send me a note, ted at monsterbabypodcast.com. Uh, or you can go to the Anima Learning website, A-N-I-M-A learning.com. Animal Earning. Animal Earning. Animal earning. Yeah. Uh, or to playfulmindfulness.info and check things out there. We'd love to have you come around. And we're trying to keep connected to y'all and, and keep offering stuff that's good for you. So uh, let us know if there's anything you need and we'll do our best to provide it for you. And... Yeah, we wish you love and connection. We love you tons. So be well, people. Big love to you. And someday we'll be yeah, together we again. Wish you, we wish you right. peace and connection. Yeah. Well, we are never together with them. Oh, some of them we are. I know, but it's like we do this. This is remote. That's true. Interesting. It's true. Someday you'll be with the people you want to be with again. <laughs> and, and if it includes so us, nice. it'll be us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're in that category. Awesome. Awesome. Well, in any case, big virtual hugs and yep. lots of love. Bear, bear, we'll, we'll check in soon.